Hi, I'm Jake Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. Jake. We have a really fun episode today, but I do have some housekeeping stuff to go over just to explain before we get into it. Firstly, our guest sounds, um, the audio is pretty chopped for the first like three minutes of the podcast because her mic wasn't linked up correctly. And then I realize it and I tell her to fix it and she fixes it. And then the audio is gorgeous from there on out. So when we get into it in a second, don't be like, oh shit, this episode's brutal. Um, it is fine. It gets fine. Her mic is honestly very nice. Uh, we just had to plug it in correctly. So just be aware of that when we go in. Also, at the end of this episode, I shout out a lovely restaurant in bed called Eugene & Co. That is no more at this point. It was open when I, we recorded the episode, but has since closed its doors permanently. But it has become a new bar in bed that is queer-owned called Oddly Enough that I'm hearing absolutely wonderful things about and haven't had a chance to swing by yet, but plan to very soon. So when you hear me recommending Eugene & Co., feel free to go check out Oddly Enough instead. Okay, moving into the episode, this is a very fun conversation with one of my dear friends who I'm actually seeing tonight because she's coming to my show. Um, she is a comedian. She's an actress. She is a writer. You may know her from Twitter. You may know her from Betches. You may have seen her on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Please enjoy me going out with Elise Morales. It's so nice to see you. It's really great to see you too. So, um, <clears throat> for the listeners, this is my dear friend Elise Morales. Um, Hello. Elise is a comedian in New York. She is a voice actress. She is a screen actress. She is a star <laughs> on the internet in many a way and on screen in many a way. Wow, um, thank you. But most of our interactions have been, you know, going out or and going out in the way that it is mixed with comedy. So yes. a perfect person to have on the pod in that way, because, you know, we've got I've run into you out many a time, but you and I have never crafted a night out together. That's so true. I hate and you that have... I chose the ad. I hate that I chose the verb craft, yeah. but I no, did. No, I love it. That okay, is, that is what it is. But yeah, and you, you've gone out with ba- Bailey, my dear friend Bailey. You guys have crafted a night together before. Yeah, so um, Bailey and I had our first like date night recently, which I think, which is always like a very fun thing for me with a friend, where it's like someone you, which you and I are due for, which is like we've yeah. run into each other at bars a million times, and it's just doing the thing of being like, okay, one on one, we're going out, and we're like having a night, and Bailey and I just had that, and it was so good been like trying to do that more i mean obviously you know fucked us a little bit puts a damper on certain things but i have been trying to do the thing where i like actually follow through on the we should get drinks yeah it's fantastic it's wonderful i've had amazing drinks i think okay (laughs) thank you for thank you for like bringing that up because i am a i I have a pet peeve, which is I hate people of our age, especially in the comedy world, who think it's a personality trait to be like, I'm never actually going to hang out with anyone. Being like, do you know what I mean? Or being like, I hate hanging out with people. Or like, I hate going, not like, hate going out is different because I I respect someone who's like, I can't handle bars. Like, it's not my vibe or I can't handle like a party. I totally respect that. But people who are like, I hate other people or like being like, I'm going to get coffee, say I'm going to get coffee with you, but never actually do it. I'm like, that's not a personality. 
like it drives yeah. you nuts when people make that a personality. <laughs> yeah, it's like because okay, guess- so you're flaky, I guess. But. Well, because I will tell people all the time, like if I'm like if I run into someone like at a show or like even like doing the doing this show, and like I've met I, if I don't know the guest, and then we like vibe, I'll be like, we should grab a drink sometime. We should grab dinner sometime. And like I do genuinely mean that. Like I'm not just saying that in this like fake LA way that I think that is like people think is like cool to be. I'm like, no, I genuinely well, would love. Being in New York. What the fuck? Doing that. Elise. If we're gonna be playing that game, I'll move to LA if I want to tell people I'm gonna get fake drinks with them. It's so true. <laughs> yeah that wow that is so true i also feel like i don't know i think in comedy there is that especially when we like were first coming up there was like the nerd culture of it all and like i always remember katie ruth talking about a time she was in an improv class and the teacher was like well we're all improvisers we hate parties and katie was like well i actually like parties (laughs) i actually enjoy going to a friend's party I know. It's so true. It's like, yeah, I'm so reticent against the, it's such a thing in the comedy community of people who like, are like, I actually hate people. And I'm like, no, you hate feeling vulnerable. You hate feeling vulnerable. And also like, well, that's kind of a problem because you're in entertainment. Yeah. (laughs) Like you need to find a way to like some, you need to find a way to like some people in some way. That doesn't mean that you have to like be going to parties all the time, but like, you could get drinks with friends. You could become, I don't know, you could have dinner parties at your house. You could, it's so like, true. there's a lot of stuff. Right, because it's, because this is the thing, going out and socializing, it's customizable. And that leads me to the question of the show, which is, what does going out mean to you? Wow, that's a beautiful question. Going out, like, if I say that I'm going out, what uh-huh. it means to me is that I'm putting on, like, an outfit, And I have, number one, I'm obviously leaving my house, but, like, I have an evening planned for myself. Okay. You know? Usually involving, like, one or two other people, and definitely the clothes are a big factor. Like, I feel like I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter recently about, like, the going out talk of, like... (laughs) Yeah, like, what's your top for, like, for the night out? Yeah, especially, like, I mean, I felt like um, the going out top was, like, a big staple of my early 20s. Like, yes. you gotta have. Also, I would say. for sale on ThreadUp, but. <laughs> I would say. Wait, hold on. One question. Is there a chance that your mic is your AirPods? Because I feel like it keeps going in and out. Ooh, I mean, maybe on. Um, is on, it on Zen. Zen. Yeah, let me see. Hold on. So much better. And you <laughs> And what's so funny is, like, we were talking and I was loving that conversation, but I was also, like, it was, like, I in my back of my mind, I was, like, there's no way her mic sounds this bad. This has to be her AirPods, because you're holding a very nice-looking mic. And I was, like, I don't want to call her out and then her be, like, no, this is what my mic sounds like. <laughs> like, no, actually, I don't, what do you mean? This, I spent $10,000 on this. <laughs> <laughs> and this listener is, like, why you do have to just, at sometimes, if you're a good friend, you have to call out and say, hey, I think something's wrong. It's like um, it's like telling someone they have lipstick on their teeth. It's like the time that Sarah Grace Welburn and I were on a commercial shoot, and we had just broken for lunch. And when we came back, we were all the entire cast. It was like a bunch of New York comedians. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like, um, it was like me. It was Sarah Grace. It was Ali Gordon. It was like Kiko Soiree, and we're all there. And we finished wrapping. We wrap lunch. Sarah's gonna, Sarah Grace. I hope you don't mind me telling this story on the pod. <laughs> And we're standing there waiting for them to start filming again. We're like on set. They're about to like restart shooting again. And I'm going, 
does Sarah Grace have a beauty mark I've never noticed, or is there Nutella on her face? And I could not bring myself to ask for, like, five minutes, and right before the cameras were start rolling, God bless Kiko, was like, Sarah Grace, there's something on your face. And she was like, no, he goes, they go, wait, Sarah Grace, do you have a beauty mark? And she goes, what? And then she was like, no, there's fucking Nutella on my face. And no one had said anything. We almost shot the commercial where with continuity, she would have suddenly had a beauty mark. It was dead ass Nutella. It was, so, and I was like, okay, I feel really bad because I've been, I've been staring at it for 10 minutes and didn't know whether or not I should say something. That is, I mean, I guess like, I don't even know what to say about that. That would have been really bad <laughs> to have to reshoot everything because they're like, actually, you have so we're gonna go, <laughs> and they probably because we had not shot that much before lunch. They probably been like, okay, so we're gonna keep the Nutella and just go back and reshoot the first three scenes. <laughs> and everyone's like, have you seen that commercial where Sarah Grace has a beauty mark for some reason? <laughs> and they'd be like, yeah, it's edible. Okay, wait, but I okay, wait, I want to tie back before Mike Gate twenty twenty one happened twenty twenty two. We were talking about the going out top, and I was going to yes. say, because I think New York eras have a going out top that all yes. the girlies are wearing. Like, mm-hmm. I want to say, like, four years ago, I can picture the going out top so perfectly, and I wonder if you're going to agree with me. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a shoulderless, blue, cropped, maybe gingham print with a puffy yes. sleeve. Do you know Absolutely. what I'm talking about? Drop shoulders, exposed, like, collarbone puffy sleeves starting at like the bicep and then mm-hmm. cropped like tube top that is exactly correct and I when I think of the going out top there is one that I have from either it, I feel like it was like a late college going out top into my beginning of being in New York so like 2012 and she was a like halter top with like a deep V and then there was like that glitter on it where like it's gonna come off kind of constantly. Oh like you can't go tonight. missing because you will be trapped. Like they can, yeah, follow, they yeah. can follow the like, glitter. Like the glitter is gonna come like you and it's an endless amount like it's kind of odd that like the sh- shirt never stops getting And so it was and it had like an empire waisty top to it so it was like a little Are knot fitted on the bottom. Peplum? Are you saying it was peplum? peplum. It was peplum. It was peplum. And it was low cut and it was shiny. And if I was going to hit the town, you're going to see me in that top. I, I like that. I like that because I am someone who I have, I get, I get clothing obsessed because I'm not good at shop. I'm not someone who is blessed with having a body shape. That is um, what clothes, like what mainstream clothes are made for. I'm like a little bit broader in the shoulder and small. Like I'm just not the proportions that like the gap thinks a human is. And so when I find a piece of clothing that I like to wear that I feel good in, I would prefer if it was socially acceptable to wear it four days a week. And the cartoon character model of like, why I've got one outfit that is working and I don't understand why I can't I just have a closet full of this outfit. I know. I'm so tempted. Like I always, I like really respect Matt Rubano. Do you remember? Like Matt Rubano mm-hmm. was like, I wear black jeans and I have V-necks in three colors and that's what I wear. And I really envy that because now, especially as I'm doing more and more live comedy and these shows are getting goddamn photographed, I'm like, no, I don't, I have to vary my outfits. This is hard. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but well, so it's like you either have to choose to never vary them and just do the Matt Rubano and be like, you're going to see me in black pants and a three different color. V-neck. Which I will say, I feel like is a little bit of a male privilege thing. I think it would be harder. Not like, yes. I think girls are put up, there's more of a pressure for a woman to do, change her outfit every time. Not that it's real. Yes. I do feel like it's like there have to be the two, 
I think for women, it's like you either have to be like, I don't care, girl, and I'm doing like jeans and a flannel, or you have to be like, I am a fashion model in addition to yes, your comedian for this evening. Yes. <laughs> Or like the thing where you're like so like the comedian who's like so psychotically hot that they also then just like do it in workout gear and it's like Lululemon comedy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's I haven't. That's a place I haven't gone. I've been I respect not it all. Girl, I respect it all. And I've been like, I'm wearing a ball gown <laughs> to the show, girl. But I've I, never. I can't do the athleisure. Yeah, I have never dressed up for a comedy show because I don't think. I don't feel my best in like formal wear. Like I went to a wedding this weekend and it's like, I'm not at my best in a suit. It's not where I feel my best. Um, but I do, I do like wearing a fun outfit for a show. I don't want to yeah. do formal, but I do like fun. I fun do print. love you bringing back like that. A male comedian just wears a suit. I mean, I that like would be something that really anymore. No, like, uh, John Mulaney is the only one. And to be fair, and this is just speaking to my personal taste, if I was at a show and a comedian entered the stage earnestly wearing a suit and it wasn't part of the bit, I would be inclined to go to the bathroom. I'd be like, this is going to be the set I'm skipping. I am laughing thinking about, like, certain venues getting on stage in a suit. (laughs) Like, Like, yeah, I know. in the back of Friends and Lovers, like, I'm in a suit. (laughs) (laughs) Here's my tie. Yeah. One time my uncle, my like fancy uncle, who's like a psychiatrist and has like a cane with like a silver fox on it and is like very fancy. He like, I guess he, you know, he follows me on social media. So he decided to surprise me by coming to one of my shows when I was in New York. A theme on this show show that we've been talking about is you can't surprise comedians at a show. It's like literally, it's not acceptable. Because I'll tell you if it's going to be a good one or what the deal is. Thank you. Thank you. So my uncle... With his friend, two Gucci suits, walks into into Much Morris. (laughs) 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 For anyone listening who doesn't know, Much Morris is like a hole in the wall that has just like a painting of a like tentacle, like it's like a sexual tentacle squid painting. No shade to Much Morris because I have nothing but love for it, but like just for context, Much Morris, I would say, is the um. If like if if like becoming a comedy a comedian in New York City is like a monopoly game, much mm-hmm. more is like the first purple square on the board. Like it's your first stop, and like there's no shade to it because like you have to. But like that is where your like first ever shows are going to be, and like it is ramshackle as fuck. But like it's a fun time. But like I can't. It's it, it's no. so antithetical to a Gucci suit. It's unbelievable. <laughs> much more is the opposite of a Gucci suit. Like, oh, true. Like, truly. And also, I felt so bad because, like, there was this, like, younger girl on the show. I think it was, like, one of her first shows, and she got really nervous, and she came up to me, and she was like, I think the industry is here. And you were like, and no, that's my uncle. I was like, no, that's my uncle and his friend. That is so funny, Elise. I'm fucking dying. It was insane. It, it was so crazy. <laughs> That's, oh, that's perfect. Okay, wait. Mm -hmm. Another reason I wanted you on this show is because we talk about going out a lot on the show. We talk about, and a lot of times that leads into, you know, like drinking. What do you like to drink when you go out? Da-da-da-da-da. I would say you, and if you don't want to talk about this, we don't have Mm -hmm. to, but like, I would identify you as a weed queen. 
Absolutely. As an absolute weed queen. I am not a weed king. I, I dabble, but like it's, I don't, it's a strictly in the home experience for me and I can't leave the house. Unfortunately, I can maybe go to the store and that's sort of my max out or the beach. The beach is the one exception. I'm curious as someone who is a weed queen, how that ties into going out for you, how weed versus drinking, like just as someone who like has, just talk to me through it because I'm fascinated and I want to talk to a pro. I am definitely a weed queen. I'm someone who smokes a lot and I will, so I, it depends to me on if I bring the vape pen out with me, but as of late, it's been a yes. Um, <laughs> Recently, we've been leaning towards yes. Yeah, she's been coming with me everywhere. Um, so here's the thing. I also used to be like a cigarette smoker, and I'll dabble every once in a while, but I God love, bless. I have uh, an oral fixation, and a thumb sucker to cigarette smoker to weed queen. We're, we're moving along uh, the line. Yeah. The evolutions. So, so for me, it's like, I love to bring the vape pen out because, and obviously COVID complicates this situation, but usually with weed, it's kind of like a shareable moment Absolutely. with people. I like that being able to step out and smoke something varies up the energy. It's the best part about cigarettes for sure. Oh, yes. there's no question. Yeah. That's the hardest for me. Quitting smoking, like, the issue was never being at home or, like, in my day-to-day. It was always as soon as I taste one sip of alcohol, all I want to do is be on the back porch at the bar smoking. Yeah. That's my favorite place to be at the, like, bar party. I'm going to tell you this right now. Any time I see any sort of headline that's like, we put a robot on Pluto or something like that, I'm like, why the fuck have we not invented a healthy cigarette? I don't think it should be this hard. Like, why are we, like, like you know what I mean? It's like, we made right. the vaccine in, like, t- six months. Can someone make a goddamn healthy cigarette? It would be so good for everyone. Like, because right? it's like, I don't need, it's like, I'm not craving nicotine. I'm not craving, I'm sure part of it is that I'm craving nicotine. I'm not denying that they're addictive yeah. or whatever. I'm not craving, like, tar. I'm craving, like, going outside and, like, a different change of pace and we're all smoking a thing and, like, mm-hmm. there's, a like, a ritual and a, and a thing to that that it, ener- it energetically is important. And it's, like, just make a healthy cigarette. Okay, so my question regarding the healthy cigarette, what are American spirits? <laughs> because okay. isn't this the premise of American spirits is this, but they still have all the. They're not healthy. So they still this is have the, the thing. Bad also, stuff, right? every th- also okay. Also, I'm like, how can it be healthier that this one cigarette lasts a calendar hour? Like smoking American Spirit takes so fucking long. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't believe this is healthier. If anything, I believe it's worse. It takes yeah. so long to smoke one. I've never finished one in my life. Never. I don't think anyone ever has. Frankly, I don't think anyone has finished. <laughs> <American Spirit. laughs> I've never seen it happen. Yeah, so. no, I one time got, but like, I also, okay, I know I am advocating for the healthy cigarette right now, and I understand that it's probably possible, but I will say I was offered a brand deal to um, to do an ad for um, vapable vitamins, and I did want to report them to the FBI. I was like, you can't vape vitamins. We're no, not doing this. No, like, no, no. that's so, it was like literally like vapable vitamins, and I was like, I will pay you to not have my name anywhere near this thing before I am made to promote this thing. Sometimes I do lie awake at night thinking about what we're going to find out about vaping. I can't Um, But I'm just, you know what? I'm just along. You know, every generation has something. 
back in the day, they used to put Small radium. Pox. Yeah. Yeah. They used to put radium on watch faces. <laughs> had I, ladies' hands falling off. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm vaping, but also I've I, talked to my I, I've talked to my grandfather about cigarettes because like my grandfather smoke. I was talking one time to my grandfather about smoking. My grandfather's eighty five, so like he was like. He kind of described, he was like, yeah, there was a period of time when I was younger where everyone was smoking and there was no official word on whether or not it was healthy. And he was like, but common sense would have told you it was unhealthy because like, no, like, nothing, like nothing about it like in, is indicative of it being healthy. And then he was like, but I waited until the Surgeon General was like, no, objectively, this is horrible for you. And then I stopped. And I was like, I feel like that's where we're at with vaping, where it's like, yeah. no one's like, this is healthy. This is good. Like, everyone's like, oh, no, it's like for sure bad. But some people are just waiting for the official like here's what it is, here's how it goes down. You know what? I'm going to show you something, and I know this is a podcast, and it's not a visual medium, but I no, am going to show you. So, so I got a vape recently, and the oil in it started looking like this. Yeah, this so isn't good, right? This makes me, I'm immediately, as someone who went to the University of Vermont, this is transportive to me. I'm seeing a dark <laughs> resin oil caked inside of a vape um, in a way that makes me feel like I am in a sophomore dorm. Yeah, I just don't think that this is right. Yeah, the, I'm going to say you're at a place in your life where that can go in the garbage. <laughs> I did pull it out of my garbage. I was like, you know what? I'm going to say, knowing where you are at in your life and like sort of like you're married, you're successful. Like, I don't think we need that in you going in. I don't need to smoke vape oil that's like curdling. <laughs> like, I don't, because I don't know what that is. No, so, yeah. okay, good. Thank you for... I think I made the right decision I'm about proud whatever of you. was in that cartridge. I did smoke yeah. half of it. Um, I <laughs> in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> um, but so did you, when did you get into, when was, when did weed become a part of your life? So I smoked weed for the first time in high school, but it was not like a big part of my life because in general in high school, I would, like, dabble in troublemaking, but I was way too afraid of actually getting into any trouble. Did you have, like, yeah, because you're from Delaware, right? I'm no, from you went Northern to Virginia, Del- but I went to Delaware. To you, you went to Udell. Yeah, yeah, yep. okay. But you're from Northern Virginia. Yes. Okay, similar vibes, though. Yeah, anyway, Delmarva. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you, um, did you, was, did your high school have the opportunity to go out and be a partier and you were abstaining from it? Or was it just not the vibe of your high school? Um, there was definitely, it, it was like, I would say the amount of partying was like typical for a public high school. And I engaged in, some, starting my junior year, I engaged in some partying because we did have a friend whose parents left town often. And so we did start partying at Steven's house. Shout out Steven. <laughs> um, and so that was where like drinking came into my life. And we would buy the stupidest alcohol. I remember we used to always get Everclear. Not necessary. No, it's not. You're you're all 17. You can get drunk actually off like three or four beers. There's really no need for you to buy shoe polish and drink it. But that's what we were doing. And then we would, I mean, I have pictures that are like, that used to be up on Facebook that are now in a private album only I can see from high school. That's literally us in this dude's basement. Like we're wearing costumes. At one point we're all in the shower. We're rolling around on the ground. I'm like, I don't, like, this is crazy. 
See, I'm see you are officially cooler than me. I went to a lame high school and I love it. Mm-hmm. Like God bless. But like and I've been on I've been on Elise's podcast. The roast of your the teenage your, self. <laughs> the roast of your teenage self, which is a fantastic podcast you can check mm-hmm. out if you want to really hear about my high school experience. Um, but I will say like my high school was lame in the sense that like partying was like not a thing. And I don't so it's like I'm I would have but I had a lot of friends because I moved from Rhode Island to Vermont. Like I had a lot of Rhode Island friends and I feel like that was a similar vibe where I would look at their Facebook albums and be like, okay, see, this is that shit I want to be doing. I want to be drinking Everclear and rolling around in a shower. Like, no, I don't, but I thought I did. Mm-hmm. I remember. So number one, I remember this party where we drank Everclear and, and then I smoked weed and got, did that for the first time and like immediately felt horrible. And I remember my, I was sitting in like a, a chair like the one I am, like a rolly chair. And my friend Ryan just spun me really slowly in it one time, vomited <laughs> everywhere, all over everything. And then that was also the night this dude, Wyatt, whose full name is even funnier, but I'll just say Wyatt, who was always I- causing problems. Offline, I'll tell you the full yeah, name. Yeah, please, thank you. Because he was always causing problems at all of our parties. He, I, he actually took the heat off me because I vomited outside. It was very easy to figure out the situation. He vomited inside on the um, on a uh, coffee table that had glass under it, no. and the vomit got under the glass. Oh, oh, <laughs> absolutely not. And we were just oh. like, God damn it, what? And then um, another party with him one time, he got really messed up, and so. <laughs> We locked him upstairs. We were like, Wyatt, you're done. You're just done. We put you upstairs. And the next thing we knew, we're all partying and we see him coming down the I knew. terrace. He was coming out the window. Climbing out the coming. window. I wonder yeah. where he is now. I feel like those are the moments when like you as a teenager look up and you're like, oh, this is why they say teenagers shouldn't drink. Like, cause like we're because there's now vomit under the glass table. Yeah, and also I'm just like, oh, this is like how people die drinking. Yeah. Is that you like lock one person upstairs who, first of all, probably has alcohol poisoning and needs like attention. Yeah, 100%. And maybe like access to water. Never check on him one time. Why would And then just let him crawl out the window. God bless. Wait, so, okay, so then weed came in later in life for you. Yeah, so I smoked a little bit in high school, but I was just too nervous, like under the watchful eye of my parents to like possess weed or like be high around. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we've seen the seventh heaven episode. Yeah, once I got to college. It was off to the races, and I would I I became a weed queen like in the, like starting in my freshman year, and my really close friend Tyler and I were would always go on these walks and smoke, and then we also got we got elected to like our hall government, which is like very funny. That's so and then funny. we got in trouble. We got in really big trouble because we were visibly high at the ice cream social. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so are you someone, like, if you're going, if, like, let's say, like, I invited, or, like, you, it was, like, someone's having a birthday party at a bar, and, mm-hmm. like, we're all going, like, are you smoking before you go? So, I'm kind of always, like, puffing on my pen, but it's, so, it's not really, like, uh like, I'm gonna sit down and smoke at sure. this time. I guess what I'm saying is I'm always high. <laughs> I'm actually not, I'm actually not on this podcast because of the weird situation with the mic cartridge and the fact that i that's the first time i've ever been like you know what this is too dangerous to smoke I'm that's not and that really it. tells you something yeah yeah so what was the evolution from drinking like how do we like to like because i feel like now when i see you like i feel like you have good taste i feel like i see you at a nice restaurant i see you at a good bar like i see you having a cocktail so we've evolved from 
Everclear and weed yeah. and a spinny chair. Yes. And I'm sure that's happened over the years of doing comedy in New York and being here and whatnot. So, like, what are the things we like now? Now, you know, it's so interesting because I do really feel like in the pandemic, well, first of all, I turned 30 in the pandemic. Beautiful. God bless. So, like, became a married person. Like, I do feel like my life and the way I look at socializing has changed a lot. Um, since like when I first moved to New York and I was having like, I was going out all the time and I was like having parties at my house all the time and like doing all that stuff. Now what I love is like a dinner party moment, a drinks at a nice restaurant moment. I really, my, I love to like host people and I keep fucking trying to host people, but then they're, um, the pandemic, literally every time I try to have people over, they're like, actually the pandemic is worse. (laughs) Um, I'm like, oh, Elise must have had a party. There's a new variant. <laughs> I, truly, well, it's like, or Elise is planning a party, so we're going to drop the new variant, like, right before, but when she's already, like, bought all the cheese, which is what happened last. I was, <laughs> but that's I how I know you're a good host party. if you bought cheese. I tried to have a holiday party. because I know, I was going to go. I was bummed. We're invited. <laughs> Everyone was invited. It was going to be great, because that's kind of what I like a little bit more now, but then... So, yeah, then Omicron happened, and I was like, I can't have this holiday party because it's, like, going to look bad. (laughs) Were you the one that sent – I had one event, like, the Omicron weekend. I just got one email that was like, LOL, this isn't happening. Like, just was like – that was me? It was literally like, if you thought this party was happening, you're joking. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, hey, we're not having a party. But we did still have two of our friends over the night that the party was going to be because I did buy all of that cheese. And I was like, someone has to eat this fucking cheese. The night when that hit, we were supposed to go to the night where, like, it really started to, the weekend where it, like, really started to blow up. My friends were also going to have, like, a big holiday party. And Nate and I, and they got exposed. Like, that, the entire house that was hosting the party got exposed. And so it was, like, parties off. Like, people got exposed and, like, maybe have it. And that happened, I would say, 10 minutes after Nate and I finished making the Allison Roman banana pudding, which does, is a banana pudding recipe that serves 16, um, I think, or, like, 20. Like, it's absolutely a ludicrous amount of banana pudding. And then I was like, and we were like, okay, well, I guess we might as well try it now they're not bringing it to the party. I had one bite. It was so delicious. I was like, this needs to get out, out of the house right the fuck now. I put it in tup- <laughs> I put it in Tupperwares and I walked it to the house of the people who were supposed to have the party and I put it through their window. Like, passing banana pudding through the window, being like, take this and eat it. I can't do this. Like, <laughs> No, I can't continue to have this. This happens to me with... Um, <clears throat> Also for the party, I baked a cake. And now it's like, oh, Elise. well, now I've got a whole damn cake. <laughs> and it was great. And I did eat the cake. And I didn't give it to anybody. <laughs> this is what gets harder about the parties getting a party getting canceled as you get older is parties when you're younger, like going to a party when you're, you're younger is an offensive experience. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm bringing my own alcohol that I'm hiding behind a couch somewhere. I need to figure out where I'm stuffing my coat so it doesn't get stolen. Like, it's yeah. like There's no com- toilet paper. There is no toilet paper. toilet paper. Soap is a joke. Like, yeah. it's just like nothing's happening good. And it's like completely, you probably don't know the host's name. It's like a very offensive experience. And then as you get older, it's like parties become collaborative. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like someone's bringing the dessert. Someone's bringing the wine. I genuinely like the company of every person here. Like, I don't have a mortal enemy attending. Like, it's. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, and also just like, oh, there is, like, I can hear everybody. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I'm definitely that person who, as soon as I turned 30, I was like, I have to only be in places where I can hear 
everything. Oh, yeah. I cannot be like I I am considering well, I was considering going to that like pop punk festival or whatever that they just announced called like When We Were Young. I thought of you specifically when I saw the the poster. It seems geared toward me, but then it's put on by the same people who did Astro World. No. And I'm like, well, I don't need to be doing <laughs> And this is what I think is I think these motherfuckers need to pay their legal bills. So now they are squeezing the stone of the pop punk community. Yeah. And they are they are tricking us into giving them the money to pay for their legal fees. That's wow. my conspiracy, is that they invented this whole festival because they said, who misses a lot of bands and has disposable income a little bit? Yeah, and it's kids who grew up on Long Island. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. That's, I mean, you're... 100% right. There's no question. And, that's what it is. And I don't appreciate it because I, I was really looking at it and I would like to see Avril Lavigne and Taking Back Sunday and all my old friends. <laughs> <laughs> the new Avril Lavigne song is really good. I do have to just say that. I have been listening to it a lot. Yeah, I really want her... I want her to come... She's such an interesting figure in all the, like, early 2000s, like, pop girls. Because she was, like, the anti one. Exactly. She, she was had anti. A tie on. She had a tie on. She had a tie on, and she had, she had hair with no highlights. It was a natural brown. Well, I remember also... Because at one, at one point, she had, like, the pin straight, like, blonde hair with the, her under... The underside was black. Yeah, I do think that was the second album. I thought that was so cool. And I brought a picture of her to my hairstylist and was like, please <laughs> make me look like Avril Lavigne. And she was like, you are Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> Your hair will never get the, do this. <laughs> it will never look like Were you this. one of those girls that it's like, when you, were you did you have a moment where your hair was like bleached to like an orange decimation oh yeah. absolutely i did i have and i have a picture of it like i did the front bang like the hard bang and then it was all uh like yellow bleach in the front and it was it was the look of my high school career <laughs> i would That's... do like fully line my eye and then i had the bang in front and it was completely yellow bleach and I remember, like, my high school boyfriend taking a picture of me with it, like, looking into the camera. And that picture, I still have it because it was, like, it was, like, my favorite picture of me for so long. And I remember just being, like, this, like, I nailed this one. You were a MySpace queen. You were, I like, was. A, you were a MySpace queen. And then were you also? I, wait, I used to do say? competitions on MySpace. Did you know that that was a thing? No. What okay. are you talking about? Here's how it would work. So someone would set up a profile that was specifically for the competition. And then there would be different categories like best hair, best kiss, best emo, best da-da-da. You would message the account and tell them the picture that you wanted to be put into the competition. And was they this would, like with people like you knew from real life anyone, in high school? Or no, no this is hell. No. This was okay. this this was nationwide. You were you were up against all the you emo were up against teens tequila tequila of uh, yeah yeah tequila <laughs> you were up against all the emo teenagers of all the world and you would put your picture in and then they would add it as one of their like profile images 
Oh and people would comment God. on who they wanted to win, and whichever picture got the most comments was the winner in that category. And I did this often. Did and you I've win? never heard, yeah, baby. Okay. <laughs> I got best hair. I got best hair for that bl- for the blonde, and I got best kiss one time oh. for a black and white picture of me and my boyfriend kissing that my friend took for her photography class. That is um, awful, but wonderful. <laughs> I've never met another person who knows what the fuck I'm talking about when no, I say that. No, that is you I've were never on heard. that was like dark web. That you were on the dark web. That's <laughs> so crazy. That's so crazy. Were you someone then wait because now like like I remember being so obsessed and this was more Facebook era than MySpace era. But the branding of your nights out or the branding of a party mm-hmm. via the album upload, like the picture yes. that was painted that you painted by like Mm -hmm. uploading an album or conversely the picture the narrative you wrote in your mind by looking at someone else's album well the power that had looking at your social media profiles through the eyes of another is a mock stock stock. and also we would um, text each other in college and be like like at peak facebook we'd be like hey can you just do a quick mock stock on my page and give me thoughts like that was like a thing people did that's amazing i love that term the mock stock i remember like Facebook used to have the thing where it's like you could view your profile from the view as a friend. You could, you could, but you could type in specifically like view my profile as Elise Morales. Right. Yeah. People don't talk about this. I'm actually writing a whole thing about this right now. Like people don't like the children don't know the old Facebook features. Like the children don't know. Like, and this is peak like me growing up in a place where like I couldn't go out. Like I didn't have a going out life Mm -hmm. because I was like 16 and like I lived in the woods. Like not so like more like 14, but like, People don't know how much the original Facebook search engine had more power than the Hubble Space Telescope. That thing you could be able to, and as like a like I always say, like as like a closeted teen trying to find other gay people in Vermont, like I was like, do you know on like Criminal Minds when they cut to the girl in the chair and she has like all the info on the computer? Like I was the girl in the chair. Like I was Mm -hmm. the girl in the chair at all times. Like I had looked at the Facebook profile of every queer male in the state of Vermont because you could search. You could search, like, you could do a search engine that was like, I'm looking for people within 60 miles of me in the state of Vermont who have put on their profile male interested in male. And then just look at every single one. You could, the database, it was a database. It was still in, Facebook was still operating as a database of people to look through. Like, it wasn't about connecting with friends as much as it was like, this is a database. And it was wild. I mean, I would... I have never stalked to the degree that I would stalk on Facebook. Like, there was a guy that I had, like, a very tumultuous It was a different time. With. It was a different time. So I was always blocking him, right? Oh, sure, um, sure, sure, sure. Had to block. Had to block. But because I'm psychotic, um, and I still wanted to know if he was liking other girls' photos, mm-hmm. I would... Oh my God, this is so sad. I would look at the photos of a girl that I thought that maybe he was talking to and I would count the likes and see if there was one more like than the number I counted. I knew he liked it. <laughs> That's so rough. <laughs> it's really, really bad. Really, really, really bad. Um, really, really bad. And I'm like, I don't know why he's so turned off by me. <laughs> like, oh my God. It's so funny because it's like I always remember feeling like 
I always felt like my internet presence was like lacking. I was like, I'm never at the party where someone just had the digital camera and took like all the photos. And the older I get, the more I'm like, I don't think that actually organically ever existed. Like I actually, and like, that was like the lesson I needed to learn was like the highly photographed nights out are not the ones are not the ones. Do you know what I mean? No, because the best nights I've had are ones where I don't remember anything like, or not that I that I don't remember. Okay, anything. at least that's a huge, that's actually a huge it's like every, issue. You know, like, every Saturday you don't remember anything. The, are the ones where I don't have any pictures. Like, me and um, my old roommate, Ian, back in the day, it was like 2014, 2015, we had these really big New Year's parties. Um, and there's not one photo of any of them. And they were- Can I tell you how you, I know that, I know, and how I know that they were, because this was before we were friends, so, mm-hmm. but I knew who you were. Mm-hmm. There were no photos of those parties, and I would hear about them every year and for years to follow. The Elise Morales, Ian Griffin Adams New Year's Eve's parties were legendary on the yeah. New York comedy scene. And I And you was... wanna know what? Here's a backstory to that. Is that guy who I used to count the likes? The whole reason I had the party was because he had recently broken up with me and I did not want to go to the UCB party. So I was like, I'm actually gonna throw my own party that everyone else will come I'm to sorry. except for him. <laughs> Pause, and tell him pause, that he's not pause. invited. Mm-hmm. The likes was post high school. This was you in New York. Oh, oh baby, I was a 24 year old woman. <laughs> this is someone who you know that I was doing this. Like, <laughs> I need to really... know who. I need to know who. I need to know who. I'm gonna put uh, it in the chat. This is so good. Oh my god, it's I'm... gonna be so sad. This was my saddest relationship. I was so in love with this person, and he like barely gave one shit about me. I'm truly. <laughs> <laughs> in love with him in love counting the likes counting the likes oh my god (laughs) this is what this is what facebook drove us insane Facebook plus being a burgeoning teen young adult who was starting to go out and craft your own social life of like, who do I like to hang out with? What do I like to do with my free time? Who are my friends? What's my circles? Like that with Facebook staring back at you was so pushed us to a level of insanity. And while I do think like obviously social media is more endemic now, like, and I'm, I guess I can only really, it's hard because I, I'm going to say this, but then I realized like the way the kids are using it is so different. Like, I was sitting next to, oh, this was heaven. I was on a, I was flying back from Nashville this weekend. I was there for a wedding. Mm-hmm. And Beautiful. the girl next to me was probably like 21 and was just like on Snapchat the whole time in a way that really welcomed me to just like look at her phone as in-flight entertainment. <laughs> and I was like, oh, damn, like this girl's using Snapchat the way we used to use Facebook. Like everything is documented. There are posts. She's like looking at other people's stories and then messaging people being like, did you see that Elise was out with Jonah or like whatever, like mm-hmm. like the different things. And like, I was like fascinated by it, but it's like, Facebook was so because Facebook the the social media element of um timing like nothing was nothing expired on Facebook everything was no. up always so like whereas now like stories go away like you know store yeah. like your stories go away a lot of your posts go away people don't post on main as much it's much more about like the present moment mm-hmm. but like Facebook was a complete catch all and it's like you could I would spend 
if you like were like at a party, like if you on a Monday felt like you had had a lame weekend and then you saw that someone that you kind of know had gone to a party that you weren't invited to and you were like, wait, what was happening? And then you see a person tagged in the photos that you're like, wait, who is this person that was at this party that all my friends were at and I don't know this person that you then click on that person's profile. Well, now there's years worth of information that you can just kind of start to go down because no one had their settings on private and that could take up hours of your life and suddenly you have lost your fucking mind and you're counting likes and you're counting likes yeah yeah and you're counting and then you're counting likes and i do feel like the the kids of today with the like with things going away like i don't think they understand the way we used to just put it all out there like when we're talking about these albums of photos hundreds of photos of the same thing like i would like it was like it would it wasn't like you'd take six photos and then be like pick the best one you'd post the six yeah yeah exactly and so they would all essentially be the same photo like you're posting you're you're posting every single thing that you shot a photo of with zero editing at all truly zero zero editing yeah zero and also zero like 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 zero thought about like what's happening in the background how do other people look in this like it was wild like you would I remember in college going through other people people who I barely knew but I knew they'd been at the same party at me going through their albums to see if there were images of me in the background well and that's the other thing of like the lawlessness of tagging like you would put up an album of a hundred photos of someone partying and then tag them in all of it no matter what even if they were just in the background or whatever and like the, when I finally like got off Facebook, uh, it was because I was just like the sheer volume of stuff about me that is on this page. Like I actually cannot go through and curate it or yeah. bring it down or do anything. Like it's just it's just too much, and I have to shut the whole thing down. I know it's like I yeah same. It's like it's so I have <laughs> it's so vulnerable. I remember. One time in my freshman year of college, we we were all sitting in the lounge and we found this one kid, his old MySpace, and we just started like ripping him to shreds because it was like such a humiliating MySpace page. <laughs> and then I like very quietly was like, wait, and was like, is my MySpace still up? And it was, and I did not know the password and was like, I can't delete it. And I wrote the longest email to MySpace corporate being like, this needs to be taken down immediately. Like, I was like, if this MySpace page is found, like. You could, yeah. could end up hurting Like, me. think like, I think my about me said, like, looking for a band, looking for a lead singer. I'm not a singer. Like, I don't say, like, I'm not even, I have no musical skills. What does that mean? Like, what was I my, talking about? <laughs> my MySpace bio said, if you want to know me, fucking know me. Of course it did. That's perfect. <laughs> I think that's a good bio now. That's the kind of MySpace. Bi- that's the kind of MySpace bio I would have read and been like, "Fuck, sh- I wish I'd thought of that." Like that, <laughs> that I, I would have thought that when I read that MySpace bio. I like learned code to make my MySpace all crazy. Yeah, like, same. I did that HTML. Whole thing. HTML. HTML. Don't remember a single thing now, but I. It's funny now because, like, I am not. I have no desire to post my nights out or my going out or my partying on in, in the internet. Mm-mm. I have, I have truly no inclination. I post, I'll post the restaurants I go to dinner for. And wait, I want to talk to you about restaurants because I'm curious what you like, but so put a pin in that, okay. but like I'll post like, I don't want to sound like 
I'll post the restaurants I like that I go to on my Instagram to promote them and get help, like, because I love them and, like, I want to support them. And same with, like, the bars occasionally. Like, I'll just post, like, that I love this bar, that I go to this bar. But, like, I'm never, like, I have a photo of, like, us, like, holding drinks or, like, a video of us doing shots. Like, not that I really do shots or anything, but, like, I'm I'm gonna lie. I do shots. Um, But, like, every once in a while. Like, but it's, like, I'm not gonna, I have no inclination to, like, document any of that anymore. And no judgment to anyone, but it's just so funny how much I would have, I was dying to when I was younger. I wanted my going out night. It was not even about going out at that point. It was about creating, like, unfortunately, I'm realizing it, like, was about creating content. (laughs) Yeah, well, it it was also about, like, the letting people know that you went Well, that's what it actually was. It was, like, social signaling. It was about being like, I'm cool. I have a life. I know what's up. Now the only thing I really feel compelled to document is if I'm on, like, an active vacation. Like, then I'm like, okay, well, I'm on vacation, so I'll take pictures of this. But, yeah, just regular going out, like, dinners with friends. I, like, I don't feel compelled to, like, take pictures of them or, like, take pictures of us or, like, me just constantly being like, actually, I'm out tonight or whatever. Totally. If I see a friend who I haven't seen in a while and, like, want it, it's like, maybe we'll take a photo together or, like, every once, like, every once in a while, I love a photo. But even when I'm taking photos, I don't feel, I'm not posting them. Yeah, I don't always post them at this point. Like, I I do feel like Instagram has, because Instagram, it used to, I mean, before story, it was just all about going to Maine. Yeah. And now which, I archive a, a lot. Time. I go through and archive a lot. So that actually, when we hang up this this interview, I literally might go and do that now because my friend te- texted me the other day and was like, do you realize that you haven't, like, like your old, inst- like, the pre-Instagram world where, like, these posts don't make sense anymore are up, like, yeah. in a way that's, like, humiliating. Like, there's a box of cereal that I bought, like, when I, like, it's like, why is that up? Like, I need to archive I, this. I took a picture of, like, a sock and put a filter on it and was like, whoa. Like, <laughs> like all my old, when I go like, that far back, I'll keep a couple because they're, like, that I moved to New York post or like something sure, that's like totally. cute for me. But for the most part, I'm like, all of this has got to go. The filters. Well, I, the fil- oh my God. I, that's the funniest thing is to go back and be like, why is this filtered within an inch of its fucking life? This doesn't even look like a photo. Yeah, like why did, why did I think that that like blue one looked so good? It was like, yeah, it was like, it's so indicative of the time because it's like we it, we didn't think it would be totally opaque that it's like this is a bad Photoshop hack job to make this look like it was taken on a Kodak camera in 1997, which no one knows. Like, no one believes that. Like, we all know that that's not what is happening. But this looks ridiculous. It also sucks because, like, sometimes you'll have a picture from that time that, like, you actually like, but the only version you have has, it, like, oh, a fucking 100%. weird crankle border uh, on it. A hundred percent. I have, like, photos on my Instagram that are, like, tied to really, really funny stories that aren't even, like, pretty photos. They're, like, they're a photo I took to document something, like, very funny that happened. And I'm like, tell me why this photo of like a sandwich that has a funny story behind it has six filters on it. That's insane. Why did I do that? Why? Why? Uh, Yeah, that was a bleak time. It was, it was actually so bleak. Um, Like, I think in that way, stories freed us. Like, I think the power, like the, the stories freed us in a lot of ways. I actually do think, and we were so anti it when it started. Do you remember how anti people were on Instagram stories? And now it's like, what else are you doing? Yeah. Now it's like, the only now it's like if I'm gonna post something to Maine, it's like almost 100 percent like a promotional 
Like there's like it, I like need something from you. I know. Hosting to Maine. I know. Sam. Yeah. But I you mean, know it, what? I lose. Here's the thing, because like I on my Instagram, I have a lot of followers from like posting tweets and some videos and stuff like that. So a lot of times, if I try to post something nice about my actual self, I'll just lose like twenty five followers. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. I, they hate they hate when you're a real person. Yeah, they hate finding out. Like I posted that I got a puppy. I've never lost more followers in my life. I know. It, that's <laughs> fully crazy. And I'm just like, it's because people want, people are like, wait, you're not a meme account? And then they just unfollow you. And I'm like, okay, well, this sucks because, like, I am, I'm not a meme account and I want to <laughs> tell people about my really cute puppy. Yeah, you just have to think about it. It's like, you're going to gain followers for the people that actually care about it. And it's like, you yeah. don't want to ever curate yourself to, like, what people want because then you'll live in hell. Yeah, it's just, it's so funny to be like, to think about someone being like, unfollow (laughs) (laughs) puppy unfollow absolutely not okay wait so really quickly two questions Mm -hmm. restaurants have you worked in them what do you like tell me what you like uh restaurant i did i have worked in restaurants okay good mostly i worked in high school i was the hostess at glory days grill in the fox mill shopping center which did have a smoking section uh inside wait (laughs) Get this again. I was at the Nashville airport. The Nashville airport, which I'm gonna say without a doubt, and if you live in Nashville, I'm truly sorry. And I did like Nashville. The Nashville airport is the ugliest airport I've ever been in my life. Worst yeah, airport I've ever really been bad. in my life. Um, there's a smoking room. Yeah. There's a smoking lounge inside the airport where you can buy cigarettes and vapes and cigars and smoke them indoors. Yeah. Um, I was floored. That's insane. But I guess smokers have to travel, you know. But, yeah, Glory Days had a smoking section, and it was literally, like, not even sectioned off from other (laughs) things. It was, like, just, like, there was just kind of, like, a low divider to be, like, the smoking section's over here. And then people would yell at me about it, and I'm like, okay, well, I I don't know. Like, I I can't vote. Like, if you (laughs) want to change the laws in Virginia about smoking, it seems like you're an adult who could do that. I've always, I've always, and I know this is gross, but I've always loved the smell of cigarettes. I think because, like, my aunt smoked when I was younger, so, like, it it reminds me of, like, going over to my aunt's house for, like, a holiday, and, like, it just, like, smelled like cigarettes. And, like, we would go to restaurants when I was a kid, because, like, when I was a kid also, like, they were still smoking and non-smoking. And I remember, like, specifically there was one restaurant in my hometown called Sabby's which is an Italian spot, had a, upstairs was non-smoking, downstairs was smoking. And we would get to the host stand. I'm like That's eight. That's so I'm funny like, because all the smoke. Smoke rises. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> but we would go, but it was like, but it was like, um, I just remember like, and in retrospect, it's just so funny. Me, I'm not joking, like probably eight years old. And my family would rock up to Sabby's and get to the host stand and be like, table for four. And the hostess would be like, smoking or non-smoking? And I'd be like, please, can we do smoking? Like, <laughs> begging to sit in the smoking section because it just felt cooler and sexier and it smelled better to me and my mom was like you can't ask for that like i did not understand the optics of like this kid fiending i mean let me sit in the fucking smoking section yeah you're like one of those kids that they like pictures will go viral of them from like in the philippines who are like smoking like 10 packs a day that's me that's me um oh what as far as restaurants so i have i worked at glory days grill that was my big like time in the restaurant industry and that is when i started smoking cigarettes <laughs> I love it. The pink camel number nines, baby. You are the second me. guest. You are the second guest. Teffy Pessoa also was like, camel number nines were my shit. They got me because they put them in that. They 
Camel knows what it's doing, and they've been doing it for a long time. Oh yeah. Like they—they're trying to get kids to smoke. Let's absolutely. Just, let's they put them in Happy it. Meals if they were allowed to. It abs- like it's like they're like, no, our mascot's just a cartoon. Like, don't worry about it. No, this <laughs> box of pink cigarettes isn't for teen girls. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that was that. I briefly worked at a sushi restaurant in college. Was fired because I was really actually a really bad server. Um, <laughs> at least you tried. <laughs> and then as far as restaurants that I like now. I mean, I, so I'm, like, in love with all cuisines. I'll eat, Same. like, any any food. I'm not, like, very picky at all. So it's really all about ambiance for me. If we've yeah. got the low lighting, kind of a little, like, rustic Tuscan vibe. Wait, so what are you, tell me some spots in New York that you love. So I love Pilar, the cute oh. place around me. Yeah, Pilar, Pilar is, is great. Yeah, if you want a good, like, if you want, if you wake hung, wake up hungover on the weekend, or not hungover, and you're just, like, wanting something like a, a like a heavy meal, the Cuban, the Cuban sandwich at Pilar is unfucking real Incredible. And they've got great croquetas. It's just all good over there. They I've also have also a been... mint lemonade that's so good. It's like a virgin mojito. Mm-hmm. It's so, if I'm, sometimes if I'm on a walk in the summer, I'll just stop in there and get one to go. And it's just, like, a very refreshing minty lemonade situation. Yeah, that's, it like, It might the... be a limeade, actually. It's not too far from me, and so that's, like, me and Danny's go-to, like, okay, we're going to go out to dinner. Um, And actually, we have a recent one now in Bed-Stuy that it's called Santa Panza, and it's, like, a a pizza place. My boyfriend just went there and said it was really good. I have not been Really, really good. And actually, like, so it's along Broadway, so it's, like, you know, walking on Broadway is, like, one of the least... Broadway in Brooklyn is like one of the yeah. least pleasant experiences. But once you walk in, it's a beautiful oasis and it's really nice and they have a backyard. Danny and I went there for um, New Year's and then I'm also really getting into Wind Sun. Wait, okay, so two things. I I just had, so I haven't been to Wind Sun, the, like the restaurant yet, but yes. I've been to Wind Sun Bakery for bakery, dinner yeah. and mm-hmm. had the burger. Unreal burger. If you're looking for a good, like, and also the pricing at Wind Sun Bakery is shockingly competitive i was like this is not an expensive night out like no and winson i haven't been to i'm dying to go but winson bakery and these are two restaurants that are like catty corner to each other in in i guess that's like east williamsburg um yeah. and it's like s- highly recommend the burger at winson bakery is so good i went They're there right by an- where the bcc does their show so you could take in yes a show yes and then go to winson and then there's a great bar over there called duck duck that's like if you just want a chill drink so that's Ooh. those are some of my east williamsburg recommendations okay wait another if you like ambiance and want a bedside restaurant mm-hmm. i just found this place this was i went there with my friend gabby have you been to eugene and co no okay so it's over on i think it's either on throop or lewis mm-hmm. i think um we should go it's like the room is maybe that'll be our hang wait let's do a hang let's go and then we can go grab a drink after it'll be so fun um it has like a very very gorgeous sexy room like it's just like low lighting i love a gorgeous sexy room gorgeous sexy room banquette that wraps around the whole wall like they're really it looks it looks good in there and we went and the food was fucking delicious and i kept on being like i can't believe like i'm so excited this place opened and gabby kept on being like i think this restaurant has been here for a long time and i was like there's no way i would have known about it it's like so good and so nice and Mm -hmm. like it's so close to my house like how did i not and when we were leaving, I was like, so when did you guys open? And the guy was like, eight years ago. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Um, Gabby was like, yeah, okay, awesome. great. Um, cool, so the entire time I've been in New York, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you've been here longer than me. Okay, absolutely incredible. <laughs> um, but no, we should go to Eugene Co. It was like fucking good. I am very into that. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I agree. Ambiance, because also it's like once I feel like because you can cook, right? Yeah, I like that's something that's been more like in the pandemic. I like learned to cook, and I like to cook. Yeah. I feel like I love to cook also. So part of what I am, and I'm not saying I'm like a chef, but like I can cook a good dinner. And so some ambiance does have major points for me. I want to have fun in the room and like feel like it's like a good and sexy vibe. Yes. Good. I really do want the restaurant to have a sexy energy. Sexy is my favorite. uh, My favorite of the things to describe a restaurant. Sexy is my number one. I want to, I love a sexy restaurant. Here's another recommendation if you're going to, like, see theater. Because Danny and I went to see Little Shop of Horrors, and we went to this place before called Kashkaval Garden. That was really, really good. It was, like, Mediterranean food. And if you're going to see a show, they give you a little discount. Okay, love that. (laughs) And I'll give my theater recommendation if you're in Mm -hmm. Midtown for drinks after the show. I don't know if they hadn't reopened post-pandemic yet, but I'm hoping they do soon. Lily's Victorian. Do you know this Mm. bar? Mm-mm. it's like a little bit it's like i want to say it's on like 49th or 51st or something like that it is this gorgeous giant bar that's like victorian themed and has like oh, i love that i, I want to say like 17 foot ceilings and these like huge mirrors behind the wall and it's like so nice because even when it gets crowded the ceilings are so high and it's such like a beautiful sexy room that it's like you're in midtown but it doesn't feel crowded it doesn't feel stuffy and it's like it's just great it's one of my favorite all I yeah. want is to feel like a Victorian. They like, also have lady. a location in Union Square that is open for sure. So if you are looking for in either of those areas, check it out. I love that. Yeah. I just want to feel like, yeah, like I'm. I don't know. I always want to feel like I'm Rose Dewitt Bucator from Absolutely. Titanic. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so I feel like we've touched on a lot here today, and I'm. I mean, we've gone through social media. We've gone through you know high school parties. We've gone through college. We've really done it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious if you have, as someone who has, you know, you've been a, we've been a cigarette smoker going out, we've been a weed smoker, we've been, we've done it all. Like, Mm -hmm. what's a pro move? Just to give the listener, like, one pro move to wrap it up that you think is, like. One pro move, like, a way to be. Like, like a pro move out? for going out to being, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's, like, a move that you either, like, in terms of, like, being a weed queen on the town, like, what's, like, a, a pro move that you think highly recommend? Okay, so pandemic aside i do think having a little weed on you that is like offerable to the the people that be at the party i don't know how we like reassess that for pandemic time just bring a purell wipe and wipe it between hits it's fine that's and that's science that's and that's actually science or you know you do the lighter on the mouthpiece that's science that's oh that's science they did that that's absolutely science with the needle yeah Um, so, you know, figure it out, but I do think having a little something to, like, offer to the outside people, like, again, my favorite part of a party is being, like, in the outside with the smokers, and if you have a little something, then you're gonna, you're gonna be making some friends. Yeah, sometimes the best party is in the smoking section, and that is, that's just a hard truth, and if it upsets you, I'm sorry. Yeah, and that's why little Jake was like, put us in the smoking section, babe. Put us in the smoking section, yeah, and we'll see you in the smoking section. Thank you so much for listening to Going Out with Jake Cornell. If you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on, that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way. So thank you. And now for some credits. Going Out with Jake Cornell is recorded in New York City and produced by Keith Beavers and Katie Brown. The music you're hearing is by Darby Seesai. The cover art you're probably looking at was photographed by M. Cooper and designed by Danielle Grinberg. And a special shout out to VinePair co-founders Josh Mallon and Adam Teeter for making all of this possible. <laughs>